0: You are listening to
1: KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending twenty dollars a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and ten blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop-up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandra and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandra, what were you doing last month? Not
2: working. What are you doing now? Working.
1: I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com, and the party is on. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. and money
3: Dad, get me out of this
5: Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? It is Wednesday, my dudes. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The final act of the night is here. I'm one half of the crew, Mr. Rick and He's the other half, Mr. Ordy Packard, or the guy formerly known as the Amish guy on Twitter, because he keeps getting suspended. <laughs> For, for a Circle K mom joke, hang on just a second. I just realized I think I still have you muted.
2: The Amish Stephen Hawking's. Wait, there, there. And, um,
5: Wait start over. You, yeah, some, were, you were muted because yeah. I was playing from multiple sources. <laughs> start oh, over. Okay.
2: <laughs> so I'm getting some good ideas for you, like know, just suggested, um, you being the Amish Stephen Hawking's, which I, I'm on board with. I think I could play that up. I'm also thinking of uh, Ordnance J. Packard, Esquire, attorney at law. <laughs> um, but I, I, I really had fun with the secret agent persona too. I may, I'm, I think I'm going to carry that on too.
5: Secret so. Amish dude, secret. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway.
5: So you, you did a thing over the weekend. What, 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 what you did? I,
2: I, oh, um, yeah sorry, just, <laughs> I got distracted by something. Um, I did a, uh, Mickey Blowtorch and I did a, uh, a, uh, did the John Katz show podcast. And that was fun. We touched on a little stuff, some, uh, human consciousness, just general weirdness. And, um, it, it's relatively well received. It's funny. We, we were, when, uh, when we were recording it, John was like, I may have to break this into two episodes. Cause we just, we just kept going. <laughs> and, uh, so he, he put the whole thing up at once, but the the funny part about it was after we finished the show, we kind of carried on some bands afterwards, and that was better conversation than what we did during the show. We did like a half hour of just amazing conversation that we're like, fuck, we should have recorded this.
5: That's why I always have stuff recording, even if you guys don't know, just in case. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Nobody's panic. I'm not secretly recording you, Or maybe I am.
2: Je- Jeff saying I cheated on you know, If we could find a way to get John's on the show, John Katz on, because he pre records, so we could just plug him in. You'll know, talk to him about it, because he'd be a good fix on the network, too.
5: But, yeah, so, well, you know, I, w- I was actually going to mention the same thing as soon as you said we touched on some juxtaposition. I was like, I'm being cheated on. Right i am been cheated on. You talk- hey, you know, we,
2: we talked we, we talk space stuff too, so I was cheating on um, Lost Wanderer as well, even though I've never been invited on the show. Yeah, I know. See Jeff's, how that works, Jeff?
5: Jeff's talking about never being invited on The Toxic. He knows, like, all kinds of shows. I've never been invited on none of them. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> why would anybody... Jess, just... come on. <laughs> She just, she just sent me a uh, thread with her and Lizzie, and uh, why, why, why do people? This is one of the things I don't miss about Twitter, but it's also the absurdity that I do miss about it.
5: It's a double. Yeah, I know you do, Jeff. Story. I'm just giving you shit. It's a double-edged sword. Wait, what is Jeff whining
2: about now? Oh, he said he drops her name all the time, and that's true. And I did mention um, Asgard North, even though I couldn't remember. Okay, one thing about pre-record. Uh huh. I. Absolutely brain fart. You it's like doing live radio, I'm ready. You know, it's I everything I want to say most of the time um is on the tip of my tongue. So that way I can mention Asgard North or America off the rails or you know Al's show Sunday nights without you know, it, I'm ready. I have it, it's in my brain, but on pre record I'm sitting there trying to say Asgard North and just but we have a guy on this afternoon who's <laughs> <laughs> You know, and the one time that we could actually like fix it and post, it doesn't occur to me. I, I almost googled the name of the show. But like talking about it right now I could say as you know, get it right. Anyway.
5: Ordy on the on the pre-record tried to mention Asgard North. Asgard North. Baby Roof
2: Right. I just went full retard. I <laughs> beat in your pool. Yay. Yeah, I didn't leave a to Anyway, Enjoy man. our Oogle. We'll notice there's no pee in it.
5: <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I... So what's up with you, man? I don't know. I was really ranty the first hour, so I'm kind of mellowed out now.
2: All right. You over it?
5: Uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to be over it because the country's falling apart. Nobody seems to give a shit. And then I heard all the stuff that went on with Daryland's campaign. On the last hour, and I started getting mad again, so I had to take my headphones off for a little bit because I'm like, dude, if it's that bad at the local level, we're fucked, (laughs) right? I'm just like, "Eh."
2: yeah. While I was listening to that, I was reading uh, Red State because I missed out on it for a couple days, and um, reading everything that was going on in Los Angeles. Now I get Los Angeles could pretty much be its own country, you know, and it's not like you know small local politics like you know was there were t- but still it's like holy shit this level of corruption that i mean there's like five or six articles about Los Angeles and different have avenues of corruption in it that would make Washington DC go holy shit
5: wow we could lessons down, right. from these guys we look like the rookie okay. <laughs> uh, yeah no i mean that yep. doesn't that doesn't really surprise me one of my biggest rants today was about you know California and the fact that you know at this point Homeless people in California have more rights than anybody else. That's fun.
2: No, they absolutely do. In fact, that was one of the articles I was reading. um, I'm drawing a blank on who wrote it. It wasn't Jennifer Van Laar, who is one of my favorites of Red State. If you like Glenn Greenwald, Jennifer Van Laar is like Glenn Greenwald dialed up to 11. And she's just on point with everything on California politics. But anyway, no, this wasn't written by her. But what they were talking about in Thousand Oaks, if you're familiar with Thousand Oaks, it's kind of a – I mean it it's an interesting neighborhood in that there will be 2 million dollar homes next to affordable rentals and everybody kind of like gets along you know, it's kind of like how America how it was how America was supposed to be with you know the upper class and you know the lower middle class upper lower class you just Coexisting, you know, not being like, you know, not the affordable housing being servants quarters, but, you know, it's like it's down the block. So your kids are playing together, that kind of thing. So um, and this is how and Thousand Oaks would be like, you know, really upscale shops and, you know, with a McDonald's food court kind of thing, you know, so it, very a, a good cross section of America. And. The council person who is in the L.A. council person who's in charge of Thousand Oaks is also in charge of Hollywood. And she's been getting a lot of shit about how she did this big photo op walking through a homeless encampment in Hollywood. You're talking about helping these people. But meanwhile, her office is telling residents of Thousand Oaks to stop sending lewd and crude emails. And all they're doing is sending video of homeless people like shitting in their hand and throwing it against businesses or just some naked woman parading around, you know, people with obvious mental illnesses on top of, you know, their homelessness. And LA's policy is we have housing if they want it. Well, the ones who aren't smart enough or who aren't sane enough to go get that housing, they're the problem now. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, we're not going to force people into housing. You're kind of at that point now. You you have passed that whole, you know. Oh, you know. boingo, boingo, Only a lad lead up. We are now in dangerous ter- waters. Yeah.
5: So I'm am kind of feeling let down right now, sir. You missed a perfect ordnance, J. Packard moment.
2: I did. You could You know I'm still getting on with that though. She, I, I'm I'm wrapping my brain around it.
5: You you missed it though. Perfect opportunity. She's I know she's Glenn Greenwald with boobs.
2: Boobs. Yeah, no, Jen, no, Jen Van. Lo- she, she's fantastic. She really is. If I ever go to CPAC, that's one of the. It's like you know, I if I'm gonna fangirl over anyone, it's gonna be her and Brandon Morris.
5: You know, if you ever go to CPAC, you ever you know if you if you ever go to CPAC, you're actually gonna have to dress as an Amish guy, right? Because I know nobody's gonna recognize you if you don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll either be the Amish guy or the guy that looks suspiciously like um. Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. I
5: was going to say, wait, you're going as Hunter Biden, so you're going to be naked in a bathtub with cocaine? I'm just going to be naked
2: and covered in crack and hookers. (laughs) Okay, Jeff, that was actually the fun part of that, the interesting part of the conversation, too. One of the things we talked about on the uh, John Katz show, was he had a guest on who posited that there's really only a hundred million live people in the world, and everybody else is kind of just an NPC. You know, it's like they're a real person, and they, but you know, it's like when they get home, they just you, they, they're one dimensional.
5: Hey, you know, they yeah, are I that. resemble that remark. <laughs> What's that? I resemble that remark. Oh, um. <laughs> nice girl. Yeah. Jeff has a Jeff has an interesting point. You should go as root here and see if anybody remembers. <laughs> yeah. Well uh, I yeah, I don't uh, know how you're feeding the I don't know how you're fitting the like, like, neck into the uh, Mac. <laughs> uh, I don't know but how you
2: Yeah, I'll go I'll go as Mac. I'll go as a
5: catapult. Ugh, <laughs> uh, man. I'm Sixty five tons of blur. Yes, it's all
2: about the boobies, Crow. did it all for the...
5: Why? Because of the total voice that you said there, and I pictured a a giant mech, like, reclining on one of those old-school, like, you know, 70s-style chairs that was all like, together, not a recliner, but like a layout, kind of like a sofa kind of chair thing, eating Pringles. Kind of like a painting couch, but not. Yeah, I don't know why, but with the total voice you used that in, I imagined a giant mech laying out on a couch like that, eating Pringles while he was talking. I don't know why it it was weird.
2: (laughs) Smoking a cigarette with a giant filter. (laughs)
3: Uh, Anyway. So, yeah, Uh, no,
5: I mean, you know, so, you know, the world's going to hell. Joe Biden's an idiot. Um, We're all going to die. And I think that's it. Good night, folks. Happy Wednesday. Uh, No, I just, I don't know.
2: I, man, that was just. (laughs) How they can let him on stage now.
5: I just I don't I, I don't even know. I mean, at this point, I, I'm surprised they haven't just found somebody that can be his stand-in because they need to do something.
2: They uh, need to Dave him. They really need to Dave him. He's just holy shit. <laughs> but okay, so how do you walk this back now? Without you know, it's like oh no, we fixed him with stem cell injections. You know. I mean, uh, sure. <laughs> Because if if they were, he's at the point now. If they were to Dave him, and if you don't get the Dave reference, go see the movie Dave. Um, if, if if they were to Dave him, then uh, it would be like, what is this miracle drug that cures dementia and Alzheimer simultaneously?
5: I just going to say, you and why get,
2: isn't the public? Why doesn't the public have it?
5: If you don't get the Dave reference, why the hell are you listening to us?
2: Wait, <laughs> well, okay? You know what? There are young people who have not seen Dave. And there are people who will not watch a movie because of Kevin Klein. I don't know why. I don't know who these people are, but I'm sure they are out there. I don't know. That
5: sounds sounds like those NPCs you were just referencing. (laughs) Nerds.
2: Yeah, he was a dumbass before Senility, but now it's like way over the top. It's like...
5: uh, I mean, it's just, you know, everybody talks about what an embarrassment we were when Trump was in office. We've got, like, sitting presidents in other countries making fun of him right now. <laughs> like, actual elected officials in other countries are pointing and laughing at the dude. Openly! But <laughs> Trump was the embarrassment.
2: Yeah, we don't pose a threat. You know, it, say what you will about Trump, at least there was always the threat of him, like, losing his shit. Yeah, or <laughs> just going completely, uh,.
5: With, with, Donald, with Donald Trump it was four years of the open, open Mike Reagan moment on 11T
2: right.
5: <laughs> but it worked because nobody fucked with us I mean dude even even North Korea didn't do like a single bit of fucking testing for like most of the time Donald Trump was in office and everybody including me assumed that he was going to have a slowing in the dark within three months of being sworn in well, and that was the
2: funny thing too it's like oh you want to play with your little missiles rocket man and that just, you know, that just kind of like—I don't say it shamed him into it, but it was just kind of like going, "Well, fuck! I mean, if he's just going to make fun of me, why bother?" No, oh.
5: <laughs> no, dude. I mean, seriously. I don't—I don't know if you guys have ever watched this show, but there's a there's a show on CBS that ran for about six years called Two Broke Girls. And one of the characters is, is play is playing a North one of the actors is playing a North Korean character. If you haven't watched the show, you need to go watch at least the first episode. Just so you can see what this guy was like. Because that's how Donald Trump made Kim Jong-un feel for four years. <laughs> because that's what happened. Right. It was just, it was like all of a sudden, he was just like, I can't do anything without this guy making fun of me. I'm just going to not do anything.
2: Yeah, I, That's kind of what it was like, too. I mean, you know, it was kind of like, <clears throat> again, say what you will about Bush 43. You know, when he, he kind of like made fun of Putin with poop, poop, poop. Poo, and you know, he kind not intent. I think he kind of tripped over it. I don't think he did it intentionally. You didn't hear dick out of Russia nope. for a while. And that's kind of how we got to treat world leaders, I think, just with open contempt.
5: Well, I mean, that's how they treat us. Why not respond in kind? Well, that's
2: Generally, that's just the French, though.
5: Not anymore. Right. Oh, but no. I mean, so you know, so during the the whole you know showing up for the Queen's funeral, blah blah blah, Joe Biden and 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 his spouse, Nurse Ratchet, were seventeen rows back in the back, where almost nobody could see them. Um, for those of you who don't understand how British politics works, that was a slap to the face. <laughs> well,
2: that's what they get for showing up a half hour late.
5: Well, no, that too. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're a half, they show up a half hour late, so Plinman back with the rest of the tin pot dictators who showed up. And then she comes walking in looking like, you know, Hot Topic fucking um across between Lydia and... I, I just drew a blank on her name. The brunette in Breakfast Club. Oh. Ally Sheedy.
5: Ally Sheedy, there you go. Yeah. I always kind of like Yeah, Yeah. Just like... Come on. No disassemble Johnny Five. Oh, sorry.
2: (laughs) She's one we could have had more of in the 90s. Yeah.
5: I wouldn't have complained much. Not really.
2: I mean, she did War Games, She Did Breakfast Club, Short Circuit. What has she done since?
5: Uh, Chat? Well, technically, she was in Short Circuit 2 as well, so she did two of those. Well,
2: I Um, tried not to acknowledge bad sequels. Whatever.
5: The robot was still in it. I watched it. (laughs) I mean, if I tried not to acknowledge bad sequels, I wouldn't have watched anything past Police Academy 1. I didn't. (laughs) I did. But that's only because... Was it 2 or 3 that was PG-13 for the first time? Oh, she
2: was in Psych. That's right. Oh, yeah,
5: she was. I forgot about her being in Psych. I
2: forgot about that, too. Okay, so I did see the... uh... I did see the Police Academy um, Moscow one, just so I could make fun of Ron Perlman.
5: <laughs> uh, no, I, I think my favorite one, because I was still fairly young, was I think it was it two or three where they had actually invented the PG-13 rating. So it was like a new thing. And it mm-hmm. was, it, it, I don't remember which one it was, but it, it was it was one of the first ever PG-13 movies I, I had ever seen because they had just invented the rating. And it was the one where... The blonde chick fell in the pool and all the kids in the theater were snickering. Yeah, I was one of those kids. Just saying.
2: Uh, Anyway. <laughs> Wait, she was in a Red Shoe Diaries? Wait, she was? Now I have to look. I'm going to have to find that episode. Okay, for you, again, for you young kids, Red Shoe Diaries was um, a S- Showtime's version of Skinamax. It was their after-hours softcore porn. Um, they... I. I think HBO did it with The Hitcher too, where they kind of put like a, it, what's the way to put it, kind of a, um, not really a horror. Well, yeah, because it was more it was. Well, yeah,
5: Hitcher was more Hitcher was more of an anthology horror show, but it still had the softcore side to it.
2: Um, Brad, right, and that's what HBO did. Red Shoe Diaries was kind of like that. It was kind of like a uh, if. Twin Peaks was less weird, didn't have David Lynch in it, and was just an anthology of sex stories.
5: With David Duchovny, but still kinda, kinda weird. Oh
2: damn. Yeah. Oh, so she's got the Cindy Lauper hair and a VHS tape. That's perfect. That's, that's the most eighties <laughs> <80s> thing ever. <laughs> oh damn. Which again, we mentioned Cindy Lauper on the uh, John Katz show. It we were just talking about weird coincidences and uh, um. Yeah. It's like I had made I had made some obscure Cindy Lauper reference, and John was like, "Dude, I just downloaded that on Spotify the other day."
5: <laughs> Speaking of weird, you know, Cindy Lauper references. What about the fact that on the Goonies Nintendo video game, there was a song by Cindy Lauper that was not even part of the movie; that was the background music because it's the only one that could get the rights to play.
2: <laughs> Shit, was there? Yep. That's kind of awesome, though. <laughs> uh, anyway. The Unknown Cut.
5: Uh, sorry, my inner nerd came out to play for a minute. Somebody mentioned Cindy Lauper, and, oh, and I flashed let fly.
4: the
2: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I got an ear infection coming back, so my cans are all. Oh, man. I know feels like a whole sinus infection this time. And, I am going to see an ENT, but Jesus
5: the, Christ. You and those ear infections, dude. You really, I, don't know, I don't know what you're doing.
2: I, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I finally got my GP to say, yeah, this goes beyond standard med- medicine. You probably should go see a uh, specialist. I said, thank you. I've been saying that for five years.
3: Why are you just not I, listening to me?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the kind of thing. He's like, I never get the GP himself. I always get the PAs.
5: Oh, God, I hate PAs.
2: PAs are the worst. But i finally got one to say, yeah, you know what? You should probably yeah." You know, this whole uh, amoxicillin and ciprodex isn't cutting it. I said, no shit.
5: Well, first of all, amoxicillin doesn't do shit. Tell them to stop prescribing you that.
2: <laughs> well, okay, so it, it works once a year. And then after that, I've got to go full augmentin, which is just amox dialed up to 11, but...
5: The problem is for a long for the longest time they handed out amoxicillin like candy, so everything that he used to fight now says "fuck you, I'm bulletproof, bitch." Yeah,
2: I know. Anyway, and it was funny because I, I I I got Cipro once just because I had made a joke because that was what they were. You know, everyone was like, "Oh, you remember the big anthrax scare?" Yeah, yeah. With, so everybody was on Cipro like it was Pez. We can give you Cipro if you want. I said, no, that's okay.
5: No, it, it was funny. I don't remember what it was, but I, it was several years ago. I went to the doctor, and I had an infection so bad that that's actually what they prescribed me. So when I told my boss at the time, because it was when I, I think I was working at Converges. I told my boss at the time, because I had to take the note in that said I couldn't work for three days. He said, so what they do? I said, they gave me antibiotics and <clears throat> told me that I needed to take three days off for the antibiotics to start working. I said, then what are you doing here? I said, because your boss said I had to bring you the proof so I didn't get in trouble. That's why I'm here. Fucking call centers. Anyway, <laughs> he said, so what did they prescribe you? And I told him what they prescribed me. He said, are you sure they think you're going to live? That's for, like, anthrax and shit. I was like, yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, it... <laughs> so many good jokes lost about anthrax we gotta bring back those jokes we need you know we needed bioweapons attack just so we can bring back all the good
5: let's just pretend yeah, that's funny i like... didn't know people
2: could actually have an allergic reaction to cipro uh, it, i mean i guess it tracks, but still I, mean,
5: I guess i mean you can have an allergic reaction to almost anything i think
2: <clears throat> now given your military service you think it might be a reaction to the anthrax vaccine So, you know, it's got to be weird for people who listen to the show later who aren't seeing the conversation with the chat.
5: <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the, the people that, you know, do this kind of stuff usually go like, and so-and-so from the chat said this, and then they respond. But, yeah, yeah. That, that takes too we long. We should do that more.
2: I I should, I should do that more. I'm terrible at that. That,
5: that, takes, that takes too long. Fuck all that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're just here to amuse the dozen people in chat.
5: Hey, there's more than 12 in there, maybe. If I count the voices in my head, anyway. (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, okay. the reply in the chat was, the doc said, stop taking it. That is the most Abbott and Costello sketch of the doc. It hurts when I do this. Well, don't do that.
5: uh, My dad used to use that joke on me all the time. He'd be like, Dad, it hurts when I move my elbow, so stop moving your elbow. Don't
2: move your elbow. I mean, duh. And I think that's the whole point of becoming a dad is to do the dad joke thing. Until oh, social media, now I can do it without having to be a dad.
5: Oh, But yeah, no, honestly it used to piss me off and now I do it to my kids just to piss them off and it feels so much nicer when you're on the other end. <laughs> <sighs> but now I do granddad jokes, those are even better. Some of my grandkids are old enough that I can annoy them with dad style jokes now. That's even more fun. I'm just saying. Dad
2: joke's dialed up.
5: To 11, <laughs> Yeah,
2: you know, I always wanted to have grandkids just so I could do the George Carlin bit of saying, you know, it's like my grandfather always used to say, I'm going upstairs to fuck your grandmother.
5: You probably would, too.
2: No, well, he's an honest guy.
5: <laughs> it was it was funny, though, because Logan, my oldest grandson, I told him a dad joke one time, and he looked at me and said, you're not supposed to tell me those kind of jokes. You're not my dad. And I said, no, but I'm your granddad, which means it's even funnier. He's like, oh. <laughs> I don't get it. You're not supposed to. You'll figure it out later. Okay, I'm going to go and play now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to drink from the hose. <laughs> so you want to do a commercial, and then we'll come back and uh, talk about what's really grinding our gears? Uh,
5: I mean, we can if you really, really want to take a break.
2: Yeah, okay, so we're just talking about how the website is getting this unusual amount of traffic. We're like, okay we you know, we really should you know capitalize on that We are leaving some money on the table. Oh, if you really want to go to a break, I know we don't get the money the break money on the website, but the website is getting some good activity
5: yeah I, know. I actually started checking that stuff out today. I was like, wait a minute, I mean, I know. those are some pretty good numbers
2: Google Adsense everywhere now.
5: Uh, I mean, I don't want to do it everywhere because people would hate us, but I do think we're leaving pennies on the table, so we got to figure it yeah, well, out. Yeah, you know, it's we'll work on it. But anyway, we're gonna take a break because you know I'm not the boss now or some shit. I don't know. We'll be back. See <laughs> so you guys on the other side. I'm Rick. He's already. And despite, am I though? Despite the commercial, there will be no rooster. Or despite the bumper, there will be no rooster commercial.
3: Yeah, here come the rooster. Yeah, you know we ain't going
4: You
1: are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades an aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand-name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop-up. Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandra, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com, and the party is on. I know karate. I know jiu-jitsu and drive like a game. So when I'm coming to see you, see.
4: If you prefer
0: real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
1: The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised.
5: In honor of the conversation in the chat, because apparently there was a lot of spilled water somewhere, otherwise known as light beer. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Rick Robinson. He's Ordie Packard. This is The Rick and Ordie Show, and we are live on KLRN Radio. We are America's Podcast Network. You can find us here every Wednesday night at 10 Eastern-ish. Depending on whether or not the show in front of us shuts down in time, which since I'm usually the one running the board for that, that's kind of my fault. But still, um, yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're here.
2: But at least you're there to remind him. I try. <laughs> you know, and at least one show they wrap it up when you tell him.
5: I try. Again,
2: he's been gone for four years. He's got a lot to say. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he's getting a little better. He's getting a little better usually well i I think what i think what's kept him on a better time clock now though is he usually waits to eat until after the show's done so he gets hungry right about the time we're supposed to wrap up so he's like okay i'm getting hungry we gotta go like okay cool whatever but anyway so yeah next week it'll be me and then me you and g and aggie and then me and dan and then me and you and i'm just like um maybe we should do a mashup next week instead of doing four (laughs) hours of me
2: (laughs) just do no we we gotta save that for the holidays yeah, going with the conversation in chat, uh, they're talking about a truckload of spilled Coors Light. I, I can never... I've never been so personally unfounded and just shook to the core as the day that I found out that Coors Light has a higher ABV than Guinness.
5: That's what?
2: <laughs> Coors Light is, if I remember right, 4.5 and Guinness is 4.3. I may be wrong on that, and I'm sure Jeff will correct me if so, but... I want to say that Coors Light had, not Utah, because the weird thing about Utah, when you go into a Costco in Utah, it's all Bud Light and Coors Light, it's all 3-2. Yeah, it
5: used to be that way in Oklahoma, but you couldn't even, yeah, it was all 3-2 here, too. I thought we were the last state that had that, though.
2: Yeah, Jeff says I'm correct. Yeah, uh, which is funny, because stats are actually low alcohol by ABV, but... Um, they get on top of you. I think it's because it's a wonderful substitute for food.
5: Yeah, when you drink three of those and eat anything, they'll, they'll catch up to you eventually. Just saying. Yeah. But
2: anyway. So I was right. Yeah, 4.5 versus 4.2. What's grinding your gears, Rick?
5: The fact that Coors Light has a higher alcohol by volume than Guinness, that just doesn't even feel right. <laughs> it feels like something's not right in the world light beer beats Guinness. Something about that feels wrong. Anyway.
2: Um, which just goes to show you that Colorado rednecks are bigger drunks than the Irish. Uh, Wait. Cal- Colorado urbanites <laughs> are bigger drunks than the Irish. I thought
5: of course, Col- then you don't hear about
2: Jameson's distilleries in Colorado I was
5: gonna yet. Say gonna say i thought i heard that i thought most colorado urbanites were drinking like white claw and shit now anyway no, they're no they drink fucking fat tire <laughs> wait fat tire or flat tire
2: yes <laughs> embrace the power of and <laughs> anyway. i'm sorry i used to i used to rep new belgian and i know i've talked about this before but there's just something i i think we narrowed it down to the malt all new Belgian beers have this cloying aftertaste that just it just rubs me the wrong way. <sighs> Except for their Ranger IPA, but the rest of it.
5: Ugh. There was a mom and Circle K joke in there somewhere, but my brain was too uh-huh. not, too tired to put it together.
2: <laughs> I am just too far removed from Twitter. That's I'm not. I mean, that's twice tonight.
5: No, so, I'm just saying when you when you said that, I was like, there's like a joke in there somewhere. And normally, I would be like right there with it, and I'm just realized how tired I must be getting because I was like, I even snickered because I can. All, it was like right on the tip of my tongue, and I just couldn't get it to formulate. And I'm like, damn it, <laughs> rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I spent like an hour oh, yeah. earlier today ranting about what was grinding in my gears. What the hell is grinding yours? Okay,
2: um, this is a good news, bad news thing, and I'm sure we're going to be discussing it on Cultural Shift tomorrow, too. But I want to, you know, mention it tonight. Um, (sighs) Frosk, if you're not familiar, she is a personality, was a personality on G4 TV. And you'll be saying to yourself, wow, G4 TV is still a thing. It wasn't, then it came back. And so when they came back, they came back as this rebranded kind of feminist shithole. And she went on this rant about how Olivia Munn and Morgan Webb and her are not there to be easy on your eyes. Well, I'm sorry, but two out of three is not bad. And Frost is just the... Anyway. So in this rant that she went on, I mean, basically just decrying gamer culture which when you're gaming television your whole thing is around gaming and you're out there blasting gamers because you just haven't gotten over gamergate in your life um then uh you're doing it wrong and so she goes on this rant and uh yes thank you for the number the second best olivia munn photo ever in chat um and then you know if you don't like it, don't watch. so people didn't watch as instructed, much like with Charlie's Angels reboot and the Ghostbusters 2016 reboot. and so G four TV starts to hemorrhage money and viewership, like I mean very little organic viewers anymore. It's like with four hundred thousand followers on YouTube, they may get a thousand, maybe twelve hundred views per thing over a week. That's terrible. So they have massive layoffs. And they didn't lay off Frosk. And so she made this tweet of I survived when really she is the reason G4 TV was in all of this trouble in the first place. She should have been the first one laid off. She should have been the first one fired. And so what she was eventually fired for, even though she's not officially fired, is the tweet saying that she survived because it's incredibly tone deaf and, you know, not not good for the all of your coworkers who just got fired because of you um, so they had to let her go and the implication is and this is why G4TV will not survive um, because the damage had already been done they would have kept her if she hadn't made that tweet so hoisted on your own petard it happens yeah
5: Reichardt on your own Picard. Oh, sorry. Uh, and see. she
2: is not an attractive woman to be making these rants. You know? She is definitely not Morgan Webb. She is not, by any means, Olivia Mudd.
5: See, I was hoping she was at least hot, because at least then it would have made sense.
2: Yeah. It's just... You know.
5: I haven't really been. Like I
2: said, it was, I mean, 2034, I think almost 40 people got laid off. They lost their jobs because of her rant. Yeah, I, Yeah, it, it, you know, it's like Jeff said in the chat. Nerd Roddick gets 12 to 13,000 in his Friday night live cast. What does he got? Like 30,000, 40,000 followers, maybe 100. Max it's not what G4TV had. And you got to remember, G4TV is a Comcast product. It used to be, back in the day, a major cable staple. You didn't. It came as part of you know the Comedy Central package, depending upon what your cable company provided. But yeah, so he's got five hundred thousand. Nerd has got five hundred thousand um, subscribers. So he's pulling twelve, thirteen on his Friday night tights videos, and um, G4TV with all of their. Shows, isn't generating shit for views, and they're not organic either. So it's like the views they get; it's highly suspected that they're bought views, they're paid views.
5: Oh, it's the CNN airport tactic. I'm just playing. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, did you did you did you see how Don Lemon got schooled the other day? I thought that was kind of fun.
2: Oh Jesus Christ, that was fantastic. <laughs>
5: If we're gonna start, I needed
2: a cigarette afterwards.
5: If we're gonna start talking reparations, we really need to go back to the source. You know, let's start talking about all these African kings that were putting people on beaches in cages.
2: Right, uh, just come get them.
5: It's like it's a, it's about time somebody just laid it out that plainly, though, because that's something I've been screaming at everybody for a long time. I'm like, look, you can blame whoever you want for slavery, but the simple fact of the matter is everybody was doing it and it's not like anybody was having to come and hunt down these people they were finding them in cages waiting for them to be picked up they're like oh fresh meat for the grinder let's go um, so yeah just, uh, you know, slavery, slavery was bad slavery is bad What I, my issue with all of it is we still have slavery today and nobody seems to want to talk about it anymore we only talk about how bad it was not how bad yeah, it I've said was. it on
2: the show that there are more slaves alive today than in the two hundred years of the North Atlantic slave trade combined.
5: But nobody wants to talk about that because we can't. We, no, that that we abolished slavery already. That's not possible. Hmm.
2: Well, it it was actually. I mean, yeah, we had a bloody civil war over it. But to the person who schooled Don Lemon's point, um. The British were one of the first to, yeah. uh, as a country, to abolish slavery. Granted, they kind of still turned a blind eye to like the East India Company and the Hudson Bay Company and, um, you know, quasi-government military agencies who were still using slave labor. But as the country itself was concerned, this is, yeah. Tom <laughs> Lemon is great in Rings of Power. Yeah, thanks,
5: Jeff.
2: <laughs> so all of this stems from if you're not if you haven't heard there's a movie out with viola davis called the woman king and it's about well
5: revisionist history an african tribe it? of
2: women basically african amazonians uh tribe who were very powerful in the region at the time but what they don't tell you is that they were also slavers they were as john lemon got schooled in um they, they were the ones provide you know one of the kingdom providing the slaves so um and as an excellent excellent video pointed out today imagine losing to the french
5: <laughs>
2: they lost 300 to the french army who lost six mm-hmm. so wow That's... yeah and you know what? i'm gonna post that in chat wow hilarious video
5: Yeah, you know, and I've told this story before, but I actually used to work with somebody when I worked for Southwest Airlines who was from South Africa. And one of the, when we were sitting at lunch talking and he just looked at me one day and he said, why did, why did the black people here call themselves African American? I said, uh, mainly because the government kind of invented that thing for them and that's what they call themselves now for the most part. He said, that makes no sense. They're not from Africa. They're from here. Why do they call themselves that? And I said, again, I'm not really sure. It's just something the government kind of came up with. They started hyphenating everybody. He said, you know what we call them in my country? You know, actual Africa? What? Or what? First of all, Africa is a continent. But yeah, what do you mean? He's like, we call them the losers because that's how their ancestors got here. They lost a war. I was like, ouch! That's kind of cold. <laughs> but not wrong. <laughs>
2: much the same way that we refer to Australia as the criminals
1: <coughs> uh,
2: a friend of mine's dad was British he, he referred to us as he referred to uh, Australia as the criminals and he referred to us as the petulant children who had a temper tantrum
5: <laughs> well the petulant children kicked your ass bro <laughs> yeah
2: and then saved them twice right, so what do you call the Canadians these all subjects
5: well I mean they are still technically part of the Commonwealth, so he's not wrong. Right. Well I mean yeah, so is
2: yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah
5: I mean so yeah, for those of you who don't know Australian history, it actually started as a as a British penal colony. Um and I don't mean implants.
2: Which is funny, is like, okay, so we're taking they they, they sent all of their problem children to an island bigger than their island.
5: Well, honestly, they sent all of their problem children away because they assumed most of them wouldn't survive the trip anyway. That's true.
2: <laughs> Brutal conditions. Kind of like Genotonics.
5: you know, kind of like Venezuela is now sending us all their problem children. I don't. I don't think anybody's connected the dots yet. These people that are coming up here—this is the, their countries are throwing them away and telling them to come up here. Most of these people do not have good good intentions.
2: Nicaragua released
5: their criminals
2: and said, "Go, uh-huh. go to America."
5: So basically, I right-
2: imagine that. I mean, you know, it's like you're not good enough for Nicaragua.
5: <laughs> so, so just to put this in perspective, the rest of the world is doing to us what Great Britain did to Australia. How did that work out for the Aboriginal? Mm, asking.
2: Not well, I imagine. These
5: people are not coming here to assimilate. You know,
2: I've heard a Midnight Oil song or two.
5: Not well. Me too. Um, But that's, That's the thing that I keep trying to make people understand, and I've actually been having some conversations with younger people about this lately who have bought into the idea that, you know, our entire immigration system is racist and whatever, and I'm like, okay, so does that mean we throw it out or does that mean you fight to change it? Well, it's not working. We should just throw it out. Well, let me explain to you why we have these rules in the first place. These rules are to avoid us versus the Indians part two with us playing the part mm-hmm. of the Indians. And That's fair. And they're like, um, what now? I said, think about it. The Indians, we got here. Nobody was here to tell us what to do, how to do it. What, so we basically just eventually came in, kicked everybody's ass, took everything over. I said, what happens when we let somebody bigger, than, bigger and badder than us through the front door? Or enough people decide to come here that don't like the country the way it is, and they start going to war to change it. I said, that's what I told them. I said, you already have Islamic people here in certain cities that will tell you they are not here to assimilate, they are here to colonize. Their words, not ours. This is bad. You're, (laughs) You're very up. Usually, you're complaining that you can't hear me.
2: I no, mean, no, no, no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, you're very positive. You're very up. Yeah, that's a
5: lie. <laughs> the lie detector you determined that was a lie. Uh, what have I been watching? Thanks, Maury. <laughs> um, what have I been watching? Shit, there was actually something I was going to talk about too, and now I can't think of what it was. Oh, I've been rewatching *Hell on Wheels*. That was it. I love that show. God, that was a great show. I actually, I and I know we've talked about it before, and I know that at the time I even it may have seemed like I understood what you were saying, but somehow I never realized that was Anson Mount until just the other day. I mean, I knew on some level that it was, I think, but it was like I, I connected the dots. I was like, "Holy shit!" It really
2: didn't? It, it, he did really well with you know, kind of obscuring all that with the Southern. I mean, the
5: southern accent, the long hair, the beard, all of it. He like really, really yeah. got into character, and it took me. I was like, wait a minute, because I, I saw his name, I was like, who the what character was he fucking playing? And then I saw him walk on screen, I was like, holy shit, he played that guy! How <laughs> did I not well, know that was him?
2: And, and that's kind of like on the other end of it, you had uh, Christopher Heidendorl, um who you're used to as Todd on Stargate Atlantis, or. Bigfoot on Sanctuary, and he's completely shaved, completely just hairless. And the only thing that's even close is like when he played Jack the Ripper on uh, Sanctuary. So hey, uh, if you haven't figured out, that's the Swede.
5: Well, no, he well, I mean, he didn't start he didn't start completely shaved. He actually had hair. Um, the season okay. the season where he wound up going bald for the couple of seasons that he did that before he got written off for like a half a season. Um, was because at that time he was in Van, Van Helsing and he was playing a bald character and I think he just got tired oh that's of, right okay I think he got tired of having to grow his hair out because he's a method actor he'll, he'll actually shave and shit for stuff
2: <laughs> yeah I was gonna say yo know, he is one of uh, the finest character actors method actors out there he gets no credit because he does almost exclusively sci-fi at least you recognize him in sci-fi I mean and that's, but that's pretty much he all was... I've
5: ever seen him in. but dude everything he every every character I've ever seen him play winds up being fucking nuts. <laughs>
3: Fucking
2: nuts or fucking evil,
5: well, and he,
2: dude is puts, absolutely pure evil the Hell on Wheels.
5: Dude, yeah, no, I, I'm just now into the last season, and I had forgotten so many th- the twists and turns that this show took. Uh, but I, th- I think one of the things, and honestly, I never watched the last season because I got pissed off because it was one of those shows where they would do like their 10 episode run and then you would come back and it was like the show kept running without you and you never got to see the stuff in the middle because you're like wait a minute this isn't where we left off and they didn't flashback or nothing you just you just had to figure out what happened while you were gone <laughs> like, yeah because
2: they would talk about it in exposition but it wouldn't be all like you know previously on Hell on Wheels it would be 3 4 episodes in of the 10 episode arc where they would talk about something that happened off camera that was very important that you needed to know, and you know that was actually a hook. That's pretty. It's a pretty ingenious hook because, like you said, they'd come back, they had moved five hundred thousand miles further along the railroad, and a whole bunch of shit happened, and a lot of characters changed. Some characters are dead. Some, you know, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And you there, there would be an offhanded reference in the fourth episode of the third season that would meant call back. Or do a flashback scene of the Indian raid on the encampment or something like that,
5: yeah, like there was an inside there was like you know there was a season where it jumped, you know it comes back, and like the opening episode of the next season is the entire railroad town being burned to the ground, and you're like, what the fuck? yeah, <laughs> it took like five episodes to explain it all, and I'm like, so we're halfway through this season, and you just explained to me all the shit that happened when we were off season, and now I'm yeah. I don't know. Well, and the
2: funny thing is, is they just spent the whole last season building that town into like, you know, you think it's going to be like the Deadwood. Yeah, you, you think it's going to be like, you, OK, so this is where they're going to be basing the show out of because it's, you know, they've got the set built and everything like that. They they spent their budget money. They built this really cool, you know, frontier town set. And then you come back the next season and it's just all ash.
5: Anybody
1: have any marshmallows?
2: Well, I mean, you know, the only, the only frustrating thing about that show is when they did the Sierra Nevada portion of it, it was yes. kind of accurate, but took a lot of liberty, so it's like a lot of the area they're going through, I know very well I like that looks nothing like that that didn't happen there. that happened fifty miles further what you know, and then I'm just like, okay, shut up, nerd. <laughs>
5: Stop being a nerd, nerd! Actually, that was that was probably one of my favorite episodes though, because at this point, you know the main character's been gone for a while, and he's come back, and somebody else, is, and the the other his arch nemesis is running the railroad again. He's got somebody else doing the chief engineer work, and he's just watching the dude trying to get through all the shale, and he's like, dude, you know shale equals methane, right? With all with all yeah. the, with all the powder you've got there, you're going to die. You're not the chief engineer anymore. You follow my orders. So he looks at all the, the, the freedmen, and he's like, Start putting those tables. Tump them over. Face them upright. Dude's, like, getting pissed. And he's like, No, seriously. So they're like, Fuck it. We've worked with you. We don't know this dude very well. So they all start tumping over the tables. And, like, the dude lights the fuse, right? And everybody's hiding behind the table, and all of a sudden, Bohannon realizes that he was just standing there, like, in the Superman pose, right next to all these <laughs> barrels. And he's like, Fuck. Fuck! And he jumps over the table and goes to grab him real quick. and just, Boom! And everything goes nuts. And he's like, because the, the one colored guy looked at him and said, Mr. Bohannon, you're about to get your job back. He's like, fuck.
2: That's <laughs> such a good point. And let him save
5: the guy. I mean, it's just, all of it was, was just so well done. I, I really, I, I guess the only thing that made me sad is that was about the time that everything started getting into these 10 episode arcs, like everywhere. And i that's one of the reasons why lately I've been watching a lot of older shows. Because in, when you're watching older shows, you get like three, four seasons worth of shows now in one season. And I'm like, I, I miss when TV was that way.
2: Yeah, your basic 26 season, half a year, your 26 episode season. Yeah, I miss that too. You know, One of the things that – it was right when it was beginning, I had a hard time watching – the fourth season of Hell on Wheels, because Common had gotten woke. So it was its like, maybe, okay, maybe the off-show bullshit is making the show bullshit hard to watch.
5: Maybe that's what it was, because I remember there was something at the time that made me just kind of stop watching it. And my now ex at the time kept watching it. Maybe it was the Common stuff.
2: I, 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 it was. It was either, but it was like. I mean, I, I at least had a friend who was like, oh, "No, you, you got to stick with it," because him and I both, you know, had this like old west, you know, kind of nerd thing going on. So it's like, no, you got to stick w- with it with me. You know, we're in this. We're in this ride together. I'm like, fuck,
5: okay. But yeah, I I, I think I'm into like the third or fourth episode of the sixth season. I know he just walked into uh, uh, Durant's office, which is. Played by Col Meany, which is another one of my actually, he's become a very favorite actor of mine over the years. Um, and he just walked in after you know, basically giving everything up and telling everybody that you know all of everything that I've gone through is only going to matter if I make sure that this road gets built. So like halfway into the sixth season, he just walked into Durant, Durant's office, and said, "Fuck you, I quit." I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> you, you, you." Was that
2: before or after the bear attack?
5: That was uh, after. Okay,
2: I thought that's actually when they were going to write him out because of his off-show antics. Because mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Well, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I think they were actually planning on writing Common out because he was gone for like almost an entire season. Everybody thought he was dead.
2: Yeah, Jeff in the chat. Yeah, that watching John Wick too because of that was hard too. Now I've forgotten about what I, mean, I guess that's you know kind of like you know, can you get redemption in Hollywood it, yeah because I mean it, well it depends on what you did but on the other end, can can you get redemption from the fans It's so far removed I forgot what he was a prick about I just remember that it was woke and it was bullshit so I'm just like whatever you know it's just just another hollywood dick but, you know, yeah, no, really,
5: but yeah no I honestly think I think they had issue with it because the bear attack happened, like, uh, towards the end of, what was it, season three, season four, and he was out. Okay. He yeah, was, that
2: was early, that's right.
5: And he was out for, like, most of the next season, season and a half, because Colin comes back from the fort, and that's when he found out that he was, that everybody thought that the the dude, the the character played by Colin was dead. And he doesn't mm-hmm. come back until like the very end of that season or the beginning of the next one, because they start doing like a flashback where they show what happened to him after the bear attack. So I think for a while, such a great show, I though. think for a while, I think they were thinking about getting rid of him and I don't know. Or maybe it was just part of the story arc that they were supposed to, that he was supposed or to.
2: Or he make. was just going, he was just doing an album because he is a musician.
5: Yeah, so he could yeah. have been on tour too. So a rapper, I don't consider them musicians. Yeah.
2: Well, I was being kind.
5: I mean don't get me wrong, I like rap, but I don't consider them musicians.
2: That's fair. Poets.
5: Well I should say I like some rap. I'm i I'm kind of particular. I miss like the like the old school rap before it got super vulgar. Yeah,
2: you know, like Blondie <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. Old school reference.
5: Nice. So
2: what are you been watching? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm starting to fade out of uh, YouTube. I'm just uh, transitioning back into TV again, and um, just kind of I I I enjoyed the first couple seasons of the music of the magicians. I was going to say Musicians. the magicians, and after that it just gets fucking stupid. Like again, destroyed by its own woke. Plus, it gets rapey as fuck. So, um, but the first two, it's kind of like. The early movies of Harry Potter before they got dark. The first two seasons of Magicians are pretty good. So I just kind of had that on the background.
5: Yeah, I don't know. I I watched it all the way through. But, I mean, honestly, that show was always kind of rapey as fuck. It just got a little more blatant. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They did some interesting, like, musical interlude episodes, which was, like, like a thing there during the last couple of seasons. It's, like, everybody started doing Uh musicals. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of like a nod back to Buffy when they would do their musical uh, episodes too.
5: So the one thing that I'm kind of happy about, and I never really thought I would put this together in a sentence, but we're about to witness the last season of Flash. Thank God. <laughs> did
2: did this did the CW Arrowverse kind of fall apart on you? Uh,
5: well, I mean, so so here's the thing. You know, Arrow was kind of the CW Arrowverse start of it all. And that was kind of the show that, for me, honestly, wound up being what held it all together. Something, and I don't, because it's like when all of the shows were all on at the same time, it was like the writing was, I mean, for CW writing, it was really, really good. And then Arrow kind of died, and then the spinoffs went away, and then it's like, and I don't know if it was the pandemic or what happened, but the last few seasons of The Flash... It's like they've been trying to do it soap opera style. They have like three and four storylines all running concurrently. And I'm like, that does not work for one hour a week. It's so fucking confusing. <laughs> and it's just, it's gotten harder and harder and harder to watch because it's like they've tried to cram ten seasons worth of content into three. So they just made the announcement that this will be like the sixth and final season or some shit. I thought I would be more they're just
2: not, they're, they're, they're not going to pull off uh, Supernatural with it? I mean, okay, so in all fairness, between Arrow in the Arrowverse with all the spinoffs and you know, all the tangential shows, it really did outlive in time frame. If you were to put it all together, it it really did outlast Supernatural. So, it as a, it's a success. I'll give it. I'll give it the marks of a success.
5: Yeah, I mean and honestly, you know, I'm a I'm a huge supernatural fan, but that's from being like a soap opera nerd because I was actually a fan of the dude that played Dean before anybody knew who he was, because he used to play Sammy's twin brother on Days of Our Lives. Okay. <laughs> when they were like really, really little. Um
2: Back in the day.
5: Yeah. Um honestly he's about my age, so we kinda of, were the same age at the time. Um he's not that I think he's a couple years I think he's a year or so maybe younger than me, I think. I don't remember when his birthday is. But so. But the thing that's been hard for me is, you know... Um, so Jensen Ackles hasn't really done much since then. The dude that plays Sam is now trying to play Walker, Texas Ranger. And it's a wokeified version of Walker, Texas Ranger. I made it like half a yeah, season in before I was like, yeah, no, fuck this.
3: I'm out.
5: <laughs> I'm out. I was like, dude, I really, really liked it. I mean, I love the, the character that he played with Sam. I cannot get into this whatever this version of Walker is cuz it's it's just not
2: If I mean, it's not Chuck Norris who gives a shit?
5: Well, it's not just that. It's like they've taken everything that it actually means to be a ranger and turned it on its head. Because I mean, rangers are like the badass of the West, dude. I mean, they they're, you know, when the when the rangers were founded, their their literal saying was one white run one riot one ranger. Because they kicked ass and took names. And then you see this guy fucking trying to be, you know, Cordell Locker and can't find his way out of a paper bag. I'm like, what the what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is this? But anyway, so yeah.
2: You know what I think I need to go back and watch and you know, what we're talking about is Justified.
5: Oh, you know, I've actually thought about rewatching that again. Because I don't think I watched the last season all the way through anyway and I don't really, it was like, it's been so long if I tried to re it, I'd have to start over um, but, dude, I love Timothy Oliphant as that character. He's done
2: Yeah, some... he was good in that. I didn't like him in Deadwood. You know he had the piss out of me. I liked everything else about Deadwood except for Timothy Oliphant. But in Justified, he worked.
5: Yeah, the, I mean, Timothy Oliphant's kind of hit and miss. I mean, I think his best work's probably Justified. You know, because, I mean, the other stuff he's done has just kind of been kind of just meh.
2: What was that fucking horror movie he did?
5: I don't remember. I know the, the only other thing that I remember him being in besides Deadwood was uh, the Hitman movie based on the video game
2: right don't worry I'm, I'm googling real quick because I, I remember the horror movie was like it was a great premise, but holy shit it was bad. Yeah, no, he was great in The Mandalorian. That was a great you episode. You
5: know what? I
2: actually forgot about him being in there. He was I obscene. forgot he, he was played obscene. an Archer, too. Um yeah, there's Hitman. Keep going while I do my Google foo.
5: Actually, I was looking at trying to look at the same thing. I thought I'd be able to find it, but yeah, was it the Crazies?
2: Yes. There we go. Forgot about that.
5: Yeah. The Crazies. Yep, that was it. Yep. Could Timothy Oliphant be the the hottest horror movie sheriff ever?
2: (laughs) No, that still falls into okay. One thing I, I like when he when he was tight cast for a while is um, Jesus Christ, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Colin something from uh, Eureka. Colin but he also did a couple. Was it Colin Ferguson? He also did a couple uh, Lake Placid movies too. After uh, Bill Pullman was the sheriff. Yeah. So I I like when he was tight cast as the sheriff, and you know, it, it kind of like made it in my head canon, It put Eureka and Lake Placid in the same universe.
5: Kind of works. I don't know. I I still find it interesting that the sheriff of Eureka went on to be the new Maytag man. Right. It's like he retired just to retire even harder.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) What's the least interesting job I could possibly do? Or what's the exact opposite of Eureka sheriff that I could possibly do? Maytag repairman. (laughs) Yeah, he's a great physical comedian.
5: No, yeah, he actually really is. But It's another one of those things he doesn't get much credit for. But honestly, physical comedy is not as big of a thing as it used to be.
2: No, I mean, it's really a lost art form. It was physical comedy, I think, was perfected in the golden age of television. Like Lucille Ball and Jackie Gleason, that's when physical comedy really... So when you've got somebody who can do it well in... Current year, then uh,
5: yeah. All right, man. So where can folks find you? Because I'm running out of steam over here.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Well, we're not doing the jux this week. Uh, well,
5: I don't know because Aggie said something about trying to do a jux on a Friday night. I don't know which Friday night she meant.
2: I think she meant that. Well, we'll find out. Um, but we were going to punt this week anyway because you have a thing Saturday.
5: Yeah, I'm taking my kids to the fair, so I don't know if I'll be home in time. That's
2: right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Chris Farley was a great physical comedian. Um, it, Jim Belushi too. Now that you mention it. Um, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I always tie those two together. So I'm. I got a culture shift tomorrow with Brad, and then off the rest of the week, unless we're doing a thing Friday night. And then back around with you next Wednesday. Uh, I'm working. I just got my burner phone charged up. I'm going to change the number and get back on, getting back on uh, Twitter. Oh, Haven't decided what my persona is going to be yet. 40 susp- uh, Jeff says it's this Friday.
5: 40 suspension round
2: 42. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good, getting
5: suspended. Well dang, if it's this Friday, I gotta you know we'll we'll get it figured out, no big deal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'll be also back.
2: you can hear the re-pre- rebroadcast of the John Katz show or the broadcast of the John Katz show that Mickey Blowtorch and I were on. It dropped on YouTube this week and I had a link and I lost it. So uh, look for it in the show's Discord channel or um, look for the John Katz show. How about you, Rick?
5: Um, Where you at? I'll be back tomorrow night. I'm not sure if Jen's going to be doing it with me or not. She's had a lot of stuff going on lately, but either way, I have um, uh, Jay, Jay joining us was, uh, to talk about some of the stuff that's going on. So it'll either be me, Jen, and him, or just me and him. Haven't haven't figured that part out yet. Um, and then I'll be working, I guess, with the crew on Friday night doing an impromptu juxtaposition during He Said, She Said. And then I'll be off until Tuesday when everything starts over again
2: second verse. same is the first. Oh, and also we've got uh, Toxic Masculinity next week, too.
5: Oh, that's true. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, next week, Wednesday, 8 Eastern, Toxic. So it'll be me, you, G, and Aggie. I guess we could see if Jeff wants to, wants to join so he can stop whining about not being invited. <laughs> There's that.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on Jen this week, either. She lost a friend.
5: Yeah, I know. I kind of heard. but Anyway, we're going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and I will see you tomorrow night. And I think, I think Orgy does huh? it,
2: too. Yeah, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. John Wilkes
5: Booth. Otherwise known as Ordnance J. Packard. <laughs> Ordnance J. <Jay> Packard. <laughs>